What I do every year, Shavuos, I try and do every year, Shavuos, especially the six sudas, I try and pick like a theme to mm-hmm. talk about during the six sudas. So when I get it right, it goes very nicely. <laughs> when I don't get it right, it doesn't work as nicely. Um, so this year's theme is things that the Torah is compared to. Torah is compared to Lechem, Torah is compared to Yayim, Torah is compared to Mayim, Torah is compared to Eish, Torah is compared to Or. Right. So, and then point would be during the Suda, I have a discussion about it, I do, and I go around the table. What do you think, you know, what, whatever the topic is, you know, so one year I did numbers. So I says, how is the number one relevant to the Torah? Obviously, Kosh Baruch was Zechot, etc. How's the number two? Is relevant. Stand up, Kosh Baruch. Okay, or the three, the, the, the three, what's the question between three and Shavuos? That was the question I asked. Not that, I don't have to go through, you know, every day. How is three connected to Shavuos? I don't know. Well, it's fair Shagamora. The more it says, and the more it goes through, the more it goes through this whole series of things. The more it says that, that the Bershom gave us a Torah which has three parts to it. Through three, the three Royim in the third month, you know, because this whole two Klaus which has three parts to them, the Kadam Levim Yisraelim, and the more it goes this whole thing. So why is three so important to Shulas? Why is then I said why is ten important to Shulas? That's pretty easy, you know. So I did I did numbers one year. So this year I want to do this, and we went out of the room like everybody has a chance to talk. But I try and beforehand think through myself like what's the point I want to bring out. So I started today, and I sat down with. Like I started writing things, you know, if, if Tars compared to Mayim, what Alechem, what is the message? Now, Lechara, there's one point which is probably the primary point, which is usually pretty obvious. For example, the Tars compared to Mayim, what's the point compared to Mayim? Mayim is life giving. Without water, you can't live. Tars is like, it's like water, it's life giving. That's, that, that's the current of Shutai of the Tars Nimshal of the Mayim. We see from Chazal, Chazal did not understand it like that, only. Because Chazal say that the more makes it, how do you know the Torah only goes to a person who is a, an Anov? Because just like Mayim has a nature, it goes from a high place to a low place, Torah only goes to one who lowers himself. How do you know the Torah only goes to a person who is Again, Mayim goes from a high place to a low place, a person who is willing to work very hard, etc. The more compares it to, he's lowering himself for the Torah. So it means Chazal saw, even though the the, the pshuto, the the, the, the marshal tamayim is not limited, not only to the the primary idea that that it's life giving, but every element which we can draw a parallel is some lesson about about the Torah, which we're going to learn from from the the, the Mishal in which the Torah gave. So I, I started making my list. Um, so in your packet, the second page, I'm, I'm glad didn't come out. Um, I just want to go through some of them, and we can talk through some of them a little bit. Maybe if you have any ideas, so it'll be helpful for me. Save me a little bit of work. Right? So, um, so you know, this it, is just a starting point. Definitely, I'm open to ideas. So the Torah is compared to lechem. So the simple understanding is the Torah is compared to lechem is because the lechem is the, is the primary source of sustenance of a person. So Torah sustains the person. Right? That would be the heart of the simple understanding. I thought about, you know, but we find that by bread there's a limit how much you could eat. Is there a limit by Torah? Um, okay. Question mark. Uh-huh. Um, Torah is acquired, bread requires omol, as opposed to water, which is available immediately. Bread, there's a whole process how to make bread. 
So Torah is only is um, it doesn't come to its completion on its own. It has to be the person has to do it. So Torah, there's a difference between Torah, the Torah which the person has to create, and the Torah which you get from Kadosh Baruch The, the Chazal um, understand that there's there's uh, there's uh, lost on the beginning of Tillim. It says that the Bresham's Torah he wants and therefore he's in his Torah because a person develops his own understanding each person contributes something um, Torah is bread is considered an eker of a meal everything else is bought to it automatically everything else is included in the bracha because you look at all of the foods as being subsidiary to, to, to lechem so the correct way to look at Torah is everything else is subsidiary to the Torah um, interesting, the gematria of the word pas is 480, which is the same gematria as the word Talmud. Okay, that's not mine. That's not mine. Um, bread has to be ingested and it has to be digested. There's also psoilus by bread. So, are we supposed to understand that there's something like, of that sort by Torah or not? Um, no, no, I don't, you don't have the next page, I didn't copy a mistake. Um, but just bread is is much tastes much better when it's fresh, as opposed to stale bread. Water doesn't, doesn't really get stale. The bread gets stale. So, you know, there's is, there's a moment of learning which is fresh, there's a moment of learning which is stale. So, when Torah is compared to bread, that it has to be fresh. Torah fattens you. Uh, bread fattens you. You get fat from eating a lot of bread. So, do you get fat? Does, does Torah fatten you? So the reason why I thought about that there's, a, there's this fascinating morale. Morale talks about the idea of Isha's Re'el Chaim Belo'o. The part the more talks about that Russia would be Bolei of the Tzadik. Hashem won't let him do that. So morale said that's the only person who has Torah. What does that mean, Bolei? Absorb it, swallow it. Right? You know, the, 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 the nature of people is that they're going to... Because I'll say without the government, people would swallow each other alive. That's the nature of man. Not very good people, right? So um, the more says that, that Russia has a desire to be belay of the same. He wants, he wants to eat the, the tzaddik, to, to totally eradicate him, and take whatever he has into himself, and that's it. The guy the, says, but he can't, because the person who has Torah is too big to eat. You fatten him up, right? Is that? Uh, I don't know. Just like, you know. So, so that's that's the idea. Of what I'm doing. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm starting to go around the room and get you know people. I'm not going to say all of these. These are things that I thought of, but I'm going to pick one. And say which one, which one's the primary one that I want to focus on. So if we if we see that Torah is compared to lechem, now it's compared to mayim also. Mayim is also life giving. So if, if we compare it to lechem versus mayim, there has to be something which lechem is teaching me about the Torah, which I wouldn't know from the mashal to mayim. So the fact that Torah just sustains us. We could possibly get the same thing from comparing it to Mayan. So there has to be something unique about Torah, even though obviously the, the most obvious understanding of the comparison to Lechem is the fact that it sustains. There has to be something more to it than just that, which there's something which comparing it to Lechem adds to our understanding of what Torah is about. So that's going to be the question which I want to try and figure out. Um, that w- which one of these. Again, I gave eight. Uh, you know, the, the, is is the one we should focus on. Maybe there's another one you want to think of. I don't know. Do you think of what do you, what what comes to your mind when you think the Torah is compared to Mayan? Uh, excuse me, Torah is compared lechem. to Lechem. Number three, the Amal. Oh, okay. Amalus. Okay. Amalus. 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 Amalus.
Okay, David, what would you, what would you, what comes to your mind when you say Torah compared to Lachim? Sammy, what do you think? Um, I, it's just you can't live without either, either one of them, without bread or without water. Torah. Oh, without Torah, Torah. right? Okay, so that's, that's my question. So the problem with that is, okay. I, I mean, the, the challenge with that is, and that obviously I think that's the the simple understanding of it. Um, there has to be something more to it because you can't live without water either. So the Torah, the Pusik compares. Um, the Torah to Lechem the Torah compares the Torah to Mayim so if it's just that you can't live without it you can't live without water either so there has to be something beyond just the simple understanding you can't live without it plus you need water to make Lechem um, that's true too okay. I, that's why I really think the Amelis, I mean, that's the whole idea you know, the whole idea of Kinyan Torah is that it's not like mine that just comes to you. So that point will not be. Okay. I just thought of something. Please don't. I got something on my list. The last page is like a list of things which I didn't get to. Oh, good. <laughs> I got another one I didn't get to. All right, so Malus is, you know, I think that, that bread, has, bread, is, bread is not automatically available. You have to, it's a whole process. Right, it's it's also the symbol, so it's the symbol of, I mean, other foods are also not as easy to get, but the symbol of it is Lechem is a symbol of right? And the Torah, the whole idea of the Torah is is a concept, it's not just a, an extra bonus, I mean, that's the idea of otherwise it's not really Torah if it's not, if it's not, it's not Yerushalach you just get it easily, it's not so I think it's, it's you have to have the mind with the lechem together. You can live technically without lechem if you have other foods, I guess. It's not, I don't think that's the point of the lechem. The point of the lechem is that it symbolizes the zeyasapecha the idea of a melos, more than any other food, because the Pusuk says so. Okay. <laughs> Are you convinced? Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> it's the best you can do on the spot. <laughs> I'm thinking we're trying to compare water to Torah. Uh, excuse me, bread to Torah. Torah to bread. Yeah. Torah to bread. <laughs> what What do you mean by comparing Torah to bread? I don't I, explain that. The more it says that the Torah is nimshalo, the telechem. So compared to lechem. So when I when I when I when I when I say a moshal, the purpose of the moshal is to clarify some point about the nimshal. Right? You don't understand what I'm saying. Well, you know, I'll give an ex- I'll give you an example of it, and you'll see, like, well, just like, you know. Uh, let's say I'm trying to define. It's very common in, in, in Kabbalah. Right, you know, you have these capitalist concepts that are like really difficult to understand. But I give you a muscle of something which functions in this world. It gives you a little bit of an understanding of what that is. So the purpose of muscle is to give you an, a better understanding of the I, the thing that we're talking about. 
So if the Torah is nimshalo, it's a lechem, means that I don't know what Torah is, I don't know everything about Torah, but when I compare it to lechem, I say, well, the certain properties lechem has, I understand the Torah has those properties as well, so now I understand a little bit better what Torah is through that Moshe. So that's the purpose of a Moshe. I would uh, say simplicity, but uh, Torah is not simple. Bread is simple. Okay. Bread, all, all you have in bread is a couple of ingredients. It's not more simple than water, though. Is so why are we comparing it to lechem instead of mayim? Well, Torah is compared to both. Right. So, but, well, so, right, so, so what is that what is the question? So, the, so you know, what is the muscle to lechem adding more than? Let's say, let's say we go through mayim first, and we would see on the page of mayim that I, I, we have. I have. I written down. I wrote down ten things that come to mind. What the muscle to mayim? And how many? And how many have on the lechem page? Lechem have eight. Ah, oh, so Mime's winning. <laughs> um, so the question is, I so I went through Mime already. Let's say and I, I thought of everything that I could think of to compare it to Mime. I said, okay, so you know what? Okay, hold that. Let's see what we add when we compare it to, oh, to Lechem. I have one. Yeah. Right. With with water, you can live, but you can't grow. With bread, okay. you can grow. It provides sustenance. Sorry, I'm using you guys to do this. <laughs> Interesting point. Okay, it has it has the building blocks. It has proteins. It has carbohydrates. It has what you can build. The body can build on water. You can't live without water, but you don't. You know, there's no growth. Nice. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Torah, it will be we grow through Torah. Nice. I like that. Thank you. So let's turn to Mayim. So it's actually it's also compared to Tau. So on the next page is Mayim. So again, you know, you're not you're not much sure about my my things. This was what I thought of. Um, actually, I thought of another one. Another matter of this, what happens? Um, <laughs> right. So um, Torah is compared to Mayim. It's compared to Geshem. It's compared to Tau also. Uh, beginning of Parshas Hazinu. Yarav Kamor Tarlichi Tizakatali Mersim. So it's compared to Mayim. Um, so uh, the first thing I thought of was that water is very clear. So there's a certain uh, clarity to Torah. Water is life giving. The more compared to uh, a fish, we can't live outside of water. The more it says so. so we can't live outside of we can't live outside of water, uh, outside of Torah. The Rishi one time said, "Is why does it more use the muscle of, of, of a the fish?" He says, you know, "The more says that the, the nature of fish is when it, when new drops of water come down, they jump up towards it. Even though they have all this water around them, they're living in an ocean, but one more drop, they want. So a person should have that attitude towards Torah like that." Um, the Goyen says that rain causes things to grow but it grows what's there so if you have kotsim and dadarim if you have 
bad things, Torah will make you, if you're a Balgaiba, the Torah will make you a bigger Balgaiba. Right. It's not guaranteed that the Torah is going to correct you. Why? Right, because you're going to use that, the Torah to do what you th- want to do as far right. as Gaiba is concerned? Right, so whatever meters rose you have inside of you, the Torah can, can, can make those grow. To, um, w- rain, the, you don't see the results immediately. It's not nicker miyad. Right? It takes time for it to grow. So water has the ability to make things, you don't see the reaction right away. The, the Pasuk says that water is significant because it's free. Water is, like, basically water is... Um, it goes in very easily. It doesn't grow stale. Water, is free. <laughs> water puts out the fire. So the, that's the most of the... Only it was free. The Yitzhahara. Water is a, used, used for, it's a cleanser. And the more it says... I thought of another thing in Milosh Manasseh. Of course, I forgot it now. Um, what was it? That's the idea of being free. It'll come back to me in the middle of the next one, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Gemara says the reason why it's compared to Miami compared to Tal, because Tal, the Russian never takes away Tal from the world. There's always Tal. Whereas Geshe, sometimes the Russian holds back Geshe. So it has both elements of being like Tal and being like Geshe. Geshe obviously is more, much more powerful than just Tal. So it has both elements to it. Geshe is also sometimes negative. Okay. But Tal is always positive. The Gemara said, Tal is Mississippi. Huh? Look at Mississippi. It's a tal- uh, Geshem is negative. You're right. Flooding. In the yeah, no, the Gemara talks about how Geshem could be good or bad, but Tal is always yeah. always good. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a better comparison for Torah. Ruby said that um, Torah will um, will exacerbate the problems of a person? There's a grow like that. The grow says that that Torah, I think it's based on a Chazal, if I recall correctly, but it's a grow says it, that just learning Torah without working on the Musar, the Vodas Amidus, Torah can actually make things worse. Well, Musar is Torah. And that's true. But if a person doesn't do a Vodas Amidus, there's two parts to Musar. There's the learning of Musar, and then there's the Vodas Amidus. So a person with, with, uh, who's Balgava, he learns Musar. It's not going to help him without acting. Without doing the process of what is it says. Just by learning the. Just by learning it will not it will not necessarily help him. Right? He might learn the mechanics, but he's not implementing them. You know, there, there's the Shilshar writes a lashon over there. One place he says that you you get to the laughable situation of the person who wants to be respected for the fact how much of an honor he is. Words, he's a guy about the fact he's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So that like that's human beings. You know. We're made of, we're, you know, so I, it means he worked. He, he learned about the importance of nevus, and he acts like an anov. But deep down, he's being a spoiler over myself. There's a maaser with the altar from Kelam, uh, altar from Sabotka. Altar writes, um, he says, he says Bechlal, I mean, you know, the, the which maybe is negated to one of the other ones that there's a there's a kind of balance. He says that. We don't. We're like you know. You have a machine. You push over here. Something pops out over there. So we have to be very careful with our avoda that the veil should be very balanced. Because otherwise, you know, you press too much on one thing, something else comes out. So uh, I told you this once. I had this conversation with this about the mikvah and tells. Right? So tells the shiva in the dorm. There's a mikvah in the dorm. A men's mikvah in the dorm. 
So what's the story with the men's the dorm? Yeah, you know, yeah. that tells us even, you know, men's, you know, bastion of, of lit, lit box, what, yeah. they, what do they put in your mikvah in the men's dorm? The, the old building, before they moved to the campus where they were, are, the old building in, in Cleveland did not have a mikvah. And they moved out to the, the, the property, they didn't build a mikvah. And the Chesidah Shabbat were living in Yeshiva, so they were living in the city, there was a mikvah nearby. So they go to the mikvah. Now they moved out to, to Wycliffe, there was no mikvah nearby. So Arab Shabbos, there was a bus. They would take the bachrim, the chassidim the, bachrim. They arranged that they had like a van with them to take them to go to the mikvah. Then they had the fire, and they were they built a new dorm. So the the speaker rebbe, the present day speaker rebbe, was then a talmud in yeshiva. So his father came to Ramatul Katz and said, "Can you, you know, I'll, I I would pay for the cost of building a mikvah in the dorm." So this way, my son and you know. The, the present day Mukhacha Rebbe also learned, learned the tells in those day, that day, you know, there's a few other, you know, that was like a lot of the Rebbe's would send their, send their, their children to learn the tells. They trusted the, you know, the Rashivas very much, etc. The Tzermachamka wasn't just them, it was a real Balkan place of Avoida. So they did it. But Ramatul said that tonight was that Bacham have a Messiah, that that's their meaning, should go. Bacham, that's not the Messiah, that's not their meaning, they shouldn't go. So the, the Mikko was locked. The whole week the mikvah was locked, and the bacham got a key. Each bacham was that was you know those bacham, but that was their masara. The chesed bacham they got a key to the mikvah. Erev Shabbos was open. People would go Erev Shabbos. So I want to have a conversation with the bacher. Like he wants to know like, why is the shiva like you know I want to make like what's what's so bad? She go to the mikvah. Like why are they locking the door to the mikvah? Like most kids tell she go to the mikvah. Like you know it's so terrible. It's so terrible. She go to the mikvah. I said, you know, I'll tell you a story. So once a day, there was a Barker woke up one day, and he was like, really, really, like, tremendous resolve, but he's going to have to change and get become better. And mama, she, you, know, I, I, and, you know, it's not good anymore. I'm really messing myself up. I really need to change and get better. And the Yitzhah Harapashit was mama's sweating bullets, because this guy is mama's, he's, he's so ready to change. See, Yitzhah is very nervous. This guy can make major changes. Is it Bithal Tara, you know, Lashon Hara, you know, Shabbos, Tahara, all these different things. He can really make major, major issues. He can really make a major. He's like so. So he knows he can't stop the guy. So he comes to he comes to the to the person and he wishes it in there. He says mikvah. The bachur says, "Yeah, mikvah, such a good idea. I'll go make every morning." <laughs> Yitzhar says, "Baruch Hashem." That's the story of the, the, the Yitzhar and this bachur. That's what I told. Him. He says, "That's how we work." We 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 push on one thing and when we when we end up not you know we end up losing somewhere else. So he brings a mice over there with the altar of Sabotka. There's a bacher who was working very much on, on Kedusha Shabbos. See, he was Kaveya that by Arab Shabbos, by Chetzais, he's ready for Shabbos. So every, you know, see, he was, you know, everything was ready in Himamash, did no malacha from Chetzais and Arab Shabbos and Amrish. So the altar, in his pichistic way of understanding Chinuch, he calls the bacher and he says, I don't, know, I don't know what you accomplished with your. Be this 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 being the Kabbalah Shabbos early, when you sit there looking down at your nose, everybody else with, with your guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like, yeah, I'm such a big sadic that I'm a Kabbalah Shabbos early. You all you are, and you, you, you don't understand the Kedusha Shabbos. I and, down at three o'clock, and you're still working. You know, you're still working. Like, what's what's you know, shengit, <laughs> you know, like you know, right? So what you accomplish? That's what Alter Sabotka said to him. You know, the Alter Chaptis told me You know. Um, you know, we wouldn't have not have handled, handled some of these things so well over there. Right? But uh, 
I tell you, I had a bucket over here who got so upset. There's a, there's a saver called Mervis Hagadolim. Mervis Hagadolim was put up by Reb Zaychik's at cell. And he was malak at like, different stories of these different, different, Dolim Musser. So he has a section on the altar for Sabotka. And the, the stories are mamish fascinating. But, you know, you see the man had, he had a vision. I mean, this is the person you understand. This is Rabbi Aaron Cutler, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Rabbi Yaakov Ruderman, Rabbi Zakhotner, Rabbi Rikazowski. There's five of the Mamash, the, the Gdalim who built America. And each one was different. And he made them each one different. And there's Bokhar in which he was in Yeshiva, which he punched Mamash, changed, he built them up, you know. There's one Bokhar who needed like a builder. He, he, he was once sitting with, with, with some Gdalim, and the Bokhar walked in, and he stood up for the Bokhar Malik Moses, and says, This Bokhar is a Ricky Vager. You know, Mamash, he made you know, the guy on a pedestal. And there's another Bokhar, the following story. There's a Bokhar in Yeshiva, the Bokhar was in Yeshiva for five years. The altar never once said a word to him. Let me say good job. Like he never once, you know, spoke to him. The Bachar's father was Nifter. He got the message. He was sitting Shiva in Sabbath. He didn't go home because it was, you know, until he got home, it wasn't worth it. So he sat Shiva in Sabbath in the Yeshiva. So the altar came to Menachem So the Bachar had been sitting on his heart for all these years that everybody else the altar talks to him. He ignores totally. So when he came to Menachem so the, the Bukhar said to the altar, you know, why do you always ignore me? So he said to the Bukhar, he says, why should I talk to you? You know you're learning well. He says, Terrence, what? You don't need a pat on the back. You want, from, you want for your gaiva that I should, I should give you the compliments. I don't say words for your gaiva. I'm up to your knock and he walks out the door. <laughs> right? <laughs> like the guy sitting, I remember I had a Bukhar in the yeshiva, it was a very sensitive Bukhar. He was so angry with this story. The guy sitting in his father. And like you know, and, and he's like he, the altar comes in and totally destroys the fellow on the spot. You know, I don't, I don't know how else was there. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know whether anybody else there or not. Like, I mean, how can you do that? He, he was so angry. He says, "Rebbe, I'm ready to walk out of basement and take my yarmulke." That's how angry he was. And this is what a goddess is. I'm done. I says, "You know what? You're, you're right that you couldn't handle this, but right." The altar there was telling him there was the which he did the opposite. You know, he built him up. To, and this bunker had a problem with and he did break his gaiva. It shouldn't, it's not a chesed to break somebody's guy when they need to have it broken. So maybe this is the best opportunity. It really, really went in. It really hurt, it hurt tremendously. And he realized he has a guy problem. So he did him a chesed, you know. Oh, wait, what? You couldn't handle it? Okay, you're right. Americans can't handle it. Americans are cream puffs. You know? Repetit Zatzal said that, I think his father said, or he said, you know, that... Um, he says, American buckets are like, are like, 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 you know, the tissue paper. You blow your nose at it one time, and it falls yes. apart. <laughs> like that's American buckets. I'm like, you know, they can't handle it. Like any, any, any type of, you know, I'm upset with you. Uh, ice match. Like, you know, he's in a, he's in a year for like the next three weeks. He's depressed. You know, like, you know, like, in Europe, that's what they did. In Europe, they, they, they pushed and they pulled. Very stark. So. Um, Yeah, you can learn a lot of Torah and still be Balgaiba. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it, you know, it, it's, it, Avodah Samusar is, is, is creating the understanding that there's a lot going on deep down inside of us. We need to be honest with it. We need to look in the mirror honestly and realize, you know, what, what our motivations are and what the issues are and then work on them slowly. The process, that was a major, a major you know, work of Avodah. And, uh, and you can see, 
there's people which are are and they push a changed. And you see there's the people which have tremendous knowledge of Torah. And they're not you know I met both in my lifetime. So, um, so, so, what are we adding over here with the water? But in that case, if the guy is a big tub, does all these things so carefully, and it's not affecting his midos, does that mean he should loosen up on some of that stuff, or that something? He's so, I mean, he's so strict about going to davening, but then his wife is upset, so he's never at home. Like, is, is that a reason to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what it comes like. Yeah, the, the, the you know the avoidance. Balancers like is no choice. Uh, you, know, you know, there's there's a mice there's a mice with a nose and that's where I go. About this bar, this young man who's coming late to davening every day, and he's upset at him. You know, he's a young man, you know, he should be holding beyond that. Also, he's he's looking look at him, etc. He says, you know, I really want to come. Every day, I, I, what I can do, there's a woman who has three young children, and she's overwhelmed. And I stop, and I help her. It's his wife. <laughs> right? So he says, wow, such a test, etc. I understand. Okay, fine. He says, by the way, it's my wife. <laughs> like, you know, it's just because my wife, I shouldn't do chesed to her, for her. Like, you know, that, that's, okay. So I don't know. So, so she shouldn't go to the avening. Like, you know, so you have to figure out what the matzav is, you know. So maybe you know we, we you know we have to figure out. So maybe his responsibility is to get up and go down with the the, the Vasika minion at five thirty in the morning, so he can come home and help his wife at six thirty. You know, you're you're you're, you're so mak ben adav and hate me mak ben adav and not wine your wife's cashman. So go to the early minion. You know, I, you know, there's other ways. It's not like you know, it's an all or nothing. It's either or. There's, 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 there's with creativity. There's a lot of solutions sometimes. You know? So you know what? You're not going to davening. Vasikin is better than than davening with a tzibur. Okay, so daven vasikin every day. In, in the summertime, you know, you know. So you you be up early. You'll be available with your wife. You get you get up at four five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. Oh my! What you can't you can't learn later on because you'd be so exhausted. Okay, so go to sleep early. It's hard to go to sleep because I want to with my wife. Okay. I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't. It's not easy. You know? <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. So. I mean, notice, like you said, basically, I said things over here which are which are positive about water. You're saying, you know, rushing water is dangerous. Uh, huh? Water. Just like Torah. If yeah. you're not immersing yourself in Torah all the time, it's going to evaporate. <laughs> Just like water will evaporate if, you, if it's left open for a while without being used. what you're saying is uh, that you have to jump into the water and have to jump into the Torah. Torah is not part-time. Very good. Right? Yeah. If you jump too much in the water, you won't survive. So that's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the Torah. (laughs) Okay, oh, that's a good one. So you gotta jump into the Torah, you gotta know how to 
Right? right? If you don't know how to swim through it, it can lead to problems. It's just true, yeah. right? Yeah. Just learning it as an intellectual, you gotta know how to swim. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. So the next one is, is Yayan. Um, so the, the things that I thought of, the wine gets better as it gets older. Yeah. So as opposed to, let's say bread is the opposite, other end of the spectrum, it gets, right. it gets staler and staler and staler. So tar is compared to wine in the sense that it gets better and better. The, you know, the more you learn, the, the person learns as as. Because I'll talk about the mile of learning from a, a, a young yeah, child because it's, it's, yeah. it's fresh. But there's also a mile of learning as a zakim because there's a tremendous understanding that he has. Which is, so there's both. Uh, yain is intoxicating. Yain is addictive. Yain is flavorful. Yain needs to be limited because it can be dangerous. So we're back to the Sakanas of Torah here. What? If you want to compare it again. It sounds like too much. Well, uh, I'm saying addictive and toxic are not necessarily bad. No, no, the number five. No, saying number limited five, to be. Right. How could you have too much That almost sounds like... Uh, shiur, shiur, excuse me. Yeah. May uh, I? Yeah, please. Shiur is, you have to have a shiur. That's what shiur is a measure. Yeah, but not in terms of, do we always say Torah is unlimited? I mean... Well, uh, too much learning Torah now, could be bad. I mean, that's it. A measure now takes five minutes, like another measure. <laughs> another five no, minutes. so that's interesting point. In other words, in other words I, I, you know, you're thinking in terms of time. Um, <coughs> but you know, there's also the, the, the point of taking things. I, I don't teach a sixth grader. A difficult choices because his mind is not ready for it. It's just going to confuse him and I get him see. get him frustrated. He's not going to understand it or he'll understand it incorrectly. Right. Right. So there is a danger in learning certain things when you're not ready for it. So so, so that's like with the water and swimming. It's the same idea. I think it's there's a danger to be thrown into the water if you don't know how to swim. It's the same thing with throwing get thrown into something in Torah or Kabbalah, especially. But I'm saying, you, you don't know how to maneuver how to get through it. We haven't. Rebar told me that. Uh, Ramasha Shapiro Zikhlibracha um had a Khabura that he learned the different you know Tisretara with so when you start talking about the Lamas and Sears and things like it's hard to to grasp exactly what you're talking about because you're not talking about physical things, you're talking about concepts. But you're using physical descriptions to describe concepts. Which is very difficult to do. That's why Kabbalah, the the um, the, Ram, the 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 Ramchal says the the, the Rizal already that all of Kabbalah is really a marshal. There's nothing which is to be understood kibshutai in Kabbalah. All, everything is just a marshal for another layer of understanding. The Shimon Hashutai, by the way, they were a marshal. She one time said a pshat. Says by Shlomo Melch that he 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 composed three thousand mashalim. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, that doesn't sound like such a big praise, you know. <laughs> so he's, you know, Aesop had fables, you know, you know. So he he had, he had three thousand fables, you know. He says that's not what it means. He says imagine I have a concept which is difficult to understand. So I give you a mashal to understand the concept. But imagine that the, the, the concept is so difficult that even the muscle is difficult to understand. 
So I give you a marshal to understand the marshal. So Shomel had such a deep understanding that you needed 3,000 layers of Masholim to get down to the Pshat. That's where we give the Tai Pshat in the posting. Like somebody complained to me when the Ram was explaining something with a marshal. He says, you know what, the marshal is so complicated, I don't understand, I need a marshal to understand the marshal. I said, aha, that's what we're talking about. You need a marshal to understand the marshal, you know. So imagine you need a marshal to understand the marshal, understand the marshal, understand the marshal, etc. Okay. Um, so, but taking something like that and, and trying to exp- giving it over to somebody who's not really understanding it, it comes out wrong. It's like one time a person like you know started like describing something, like, you know, with his finger. So Rambam says, says, "Take your grub of finger and t- take it off of the spheres, please. Take your hands off of the spheres. You know, like I mean, you know, you you know, picturing it is no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You don't discuss Kabbalah with, with your hands like that. Take your hands off of the spheres." Rambam said to Rambam Shapir. So there is a there is a nakuda of you know, but I, I, that but I would understand it even more um, prosaic uh, that you know the 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 process of committing to learn Torah has to be done within the person's strength his his ability to handle it. Right? And one of the challenges you have with you know, in the world of Torah, is people who which push themselves too much and then end up getting sick, whether physically or emotionally. Right? They, they put too much pressure on themselves because there's a sefer about Bittel Torah called Binyan Olam. It was written by Echoshem Abal Musar Tamachacham in Bnei Brak. Not alive anymore. Very, and you know, not much a big place to attention. It's extremely intense. And, I, and, and the Shur of Chaim answered the Sefer and tells. He says that Pasha could, the, the pressure it put on the Bakram, they would learn it about the, the Chumra of Bittal Torah was so pressurizing, it was Pasha undermining their health. And he answered the Sefer to be used, learned in the Yeshiva. Because you, you, you push yourself too hard, and there was, there was a Bakram who had a nervous breakdown. Like the guy was learning day and night and day and night and night and day and day and night and one day he just middle night seder. He went up to the you've been to Tal you picture right? he went up to the Ahmad, you know, up the the the, the, the Duchen, gave a clap and said, I'm a Shia. Ouch. He lost it. And he lost it you know, mentally he lost it. So he had to go for for Hashem went for therapy, he's doing fine, you know. But like it was like and one of the rebellion, already had predicted it a while back. He says he's, he's pushing himself too much. He's pushing himself too much, and it's not going to be good. You know, the, you know, but that's number five, right? The saying, saying, you know, it, there's, there are limits. You know, Torah is uh, it, 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 the a person needs relaxation. A person needs a break. Those are valid needs which the human being has. The, the goal in life is to move that slowly. They, I have less of those needs, you know, but, but that, that the person will jump too quickly. The guy, I told you the guy says, the post says in Mishlei, he says a person's idiocy, his foolishness, makes his path go crooked. Says, and then he blames Hashem. He says, what's it talking about? I'm talking about a person who jumps too quickly in Avadah Hashem. He says, the result is that he falls flat on his face. 
And then he says, Hashem, I, I, I have such a big tzaddik, I worked so hard, I tried so hard, why don't you help me? It's all your fault. Why don't you help me? Moshe <laughs> says, because you jumped too quickly. So Rukhan Balashara says, the Moshal is, if a master says to his servants, please go up to the attic and get something, he doesn't mean jump. He means take a ladder and walk, go up the ladder. So the, there's no master says that says, you know, go get a ladder, says, what are you doing? He says, I meant jump. This is no, you meant to go up a ladder. Uh, obviously, no, no master's going to say this. But the guy says to jump. He says, what are you doing? He says, well, you told me to go up the attic. So I'm jumping up the attic, you know. Even if you're Michael Jordan, you know, like, you know, still, you know. That's his name, right? Yeah. The guy who jumps, you know. Yeah. Right? right? You, just, you just dated yourself. <laughs> I did? You dated yourself, yeah. Okay. The young kids don't know. Well, maybe they still do from the tennis shoes. No, I, I mean, obviously, I'm still thinking, you know, like, you know, I, 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 I said a more modern name, you know. Mm. Yeah, with me, it was Will Chamberlain. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Not dating myself, okay. <laughs> um, you know, it, it doesn't mean to jump. It means to go step by step, but you jump. It's ridiculous. That's what people do. You know, uh, okay, forget it. I'm going to sit and learn 20 hours a day. Like, you know, like, you're going to plot. So that's what I thought of when I, when I said it needs to be limited because it can be dangerous. You know, wine... Uh, Maybe also because there's a fascinating Moshe Chazal say about you know, there was that it's a medrash in, in Parshas Noach that um, Noach went and planted a carom. So the uh, the Sultan came and watered the carom with a lot of animals. So he said so. The first he came and he he shafted a lion over there and watered it with the lion's blood. And then he came and shafted it with a sheep and with a sheep's blood. And then he shafted a chazir with the chazir's blood. He says, you drink one cup, you feel like a lion pushing, I could take it out. He says, you another cup, you're very meek. And the third one, you look like a chazir, you're like, mama, always get straight to the dirt, you know. He was, you know, wine, different stages of wine bring out different things in a person. Right? It, can, it can take away some inhibitions, which allows them to be strong, etc. It can feel overwhelmed and jump back in this corner. It can be totally lost in the, while they in the dirt, like a, like a, like a chazer. I don't know, so that's what I thought about you. What, what, what do you think of? You think of wine? I don't know if I can add anything to it. No problem. You know, if you think of something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nesach is a big deal. Like it's, it's our. We can only use our wine. Say that with Torah, I guess. You can't teach a goy Torah, so more than any other food, right? There's a concept. Flavorful slash colorful. Okay. So later on, by when I get when I did I thought about the ideas that you know that the the, the Zara talks about the 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 that the loss in the in the of the in the future. There's the minyai and hashem ba'novim. The wine is contained inside of the grape. the grape. It's the panemius of the grape. You squeeze it out, and out comes wine. So wine is represents a wine and oil both represent the idea of the panemius of something being brought out, uh-huh. as opposed to being superficial. 
it's, it's outside you don't see any wine, you'll see a grape. Inside you see this outcome of this, this phenomenal, fascinating thing. So when you work on the panemius of something, it, it has a whole different understanding, and that's where you bring out the flavor. But the color, interestingly enough, by wine, the color is in the, is in the shell. It's an interesting thought, I'm thinking about that. Right? That's, I, I heard that to, to, twice from winemakers did a tour with the winemaker. Really? That's where the color comes from? Yeah, went, and you go there too, in Dalton, there's, there's a Moshav called Dalton, that's where the, the wine, Dalton wine is made. So they have a tour of the, the winery. They said the, 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 they brought the Concord grapes, you take off the shell, they're like a whitish, they're like a yeah. white yellow color. It says all of the coloring of the red coloring is in, is in, is in, is in the skins. Huh. I had no idea. And the same thing I did a if you ever want to do a Cholomoy trip or something like that, there is a winery. There's a in Virginia, uh-huh. which it's a goy, Mr. Papadopoulos, uh-huh. is his name, a Greek Greek fellow. He's, his families were winemakers back in Greece, etc. And he makes wine. OU does a run, uh, does a does uh-huh. a kosher run there twice a year. Uh-huh. So. He does a tour of explaining everything he's doing, etc. And at the end, you can you can taste ta- the OUI. You ta- he, let, he he knows he you know gives it to you. You open right. it, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you pay for it the same, but you know that's part of the tour. And this place is down over there, so we did it. We, we, we did it one one call the morning. We went over there. It was like it was very perfect. It was like the four of us plus like two other people, three other people in the, in the tour. He shows you the, the grapes, and he shows. So he pointed out the same thing that the color is and the mixture of the, the different types of grapes gives you different colors, etc. Okay. The next one is fascinating, and I will we'll, we'll fold it here. You can take these are your, just take them home. With the, I'm do it. Add to it. Okay. Yeah, bring do it whatever. back. Homework. You know, you know. Listen, you use it over Yomtiv. I don't know no. if you want. You know. So there is a um, there's a medrash in Parshas Nosei, which this is, this is called Turkul and Elisimanim. Is a lot of language of the medrash. Term is only is Simanim. So Shaz, what does it mean? So. Um, Shavar Kudlis at Sal said uh, on that the idea of Simonim it says he compared that to a land character a land character is a map it says just like on a map so I'm going to say over the Shavar Kudlis thought the way I want to explain it so I'll tell it to you in the context of, of a story so Ramosha Shapiro you know, the, the big you know, Bakabola, etc. His father's name is Ramayor Shapiro. Ramayor Shapiro was a Talzer Talmud. Learned in, learned in Europe under the Alta Talzer Rav, the Rebus of Bloch. So he made it to Israel uh, before the war, I think. And um, right at the beginning of the war. So when Rebus opened Hellstone in Israel in 1977, Ramayor Shapiro was still alive. So Rebbe invited him to come speak to the Bachar. He learned by the, by the Alta Tazarov, you know. So he came and said, speak to the Bachar. And he said over a thought, which I heard from one of the Bachar who told me it was, it was there, that, you know, the reaction was like this. Rebbe said, Gewaldik. Everybody said like, huh? <laughs> that was the reaction. Okay. Here's the question. The question is like this. That there's a Mokhlekotin, Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Tarfin, in Sethus Yuma, between the Seder of Oed and Seder Kippurim, how certain things, when, when they happened in the Seder of Oed. So, somebody asked, Dalton tells the Rav, the Rishalei Bloch, I don't understand, you say, but 
Arakayan did something. We did something. <laughs> and Mashabeno was there. Mashabeno told him to do X and then Y, and not Y then X. See, he either did it like your Kibra, like your Tyrant, not both. So one of them is right, one of them is wrong. Right. That was the question. So the be ready to say ha, huh, okay? Just, so the response of the the repressive lab was he said in Yiddish, he says, he says, what's main stool? What are you thinking? Do you think that Aaron Akayan, the person, Aaron Akayan and the Torah are the same Aaron Akayan? <laughs> that was his answer. So he gives us, everybody else said, huh? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Okay, I'm going to explain to you what it means. Thank you. Okay? <laughs> With this word from Aaron Cutler about, about a map. Okay? So imagine that I'm a trillionaire, okay? I'm a trillionaire. I got a lot of money to blow. And I have a Shagas. I like maps. So I want to make a real map. So I buy Pennsylvania. Okay? I buy Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania now belongs to me. Now I'm going to make a map of the United States of America. So I bring in bulldozers and all thing, and I make the country, you know, to scale, 1 to 20, whatever it is, you know, with, with the lakes and with the, with the mountains, you know, to scale, everything to scale. And I push it and make a little America. Then I build cities, and I build a Chicago, and I build a Los Angeles, and I build a Seattle, and each one I put the right amount, I put buildings in, but the scale. And then I take people, and I shrink them, and I put them <laughs> inside there. And I populate this, this country with this, this map with 350 million people. Some people are doing farms, there's little farms, you know, the little sizes, etc., right? And I blow my trillion dollars, okay? Or, you know, my three trillion dollars that I got, Okay. So I go to this little person who's walking over here inside the map and says, you know, who are you? He says, well, I don't know, I'm Yankel. You know? He says, he's, really, he's Yankel, but he's also representing a bigger Yankel who lives in New York City. He's both. That's what it means the Torah is a map. There, and a map, there's a circle, there's a dot. It's a dot, but it also represents something greater. It's also a muscle to something greater. Both are true. So the Zara talks about there's a meter called Rachel, there's a meter called Leah. There's and everything that Rachel did represents a Pikabola and Hagam Khashbarakha has with the Bria. That means Rachel didn't live? Of course Rachel lived. But Rachel was big enough that she lived in both being Rachel and being a representative as a marshal to something greater than herself. So we can learn from everything Rachel did about that meter that Khashbarakha has, how he has with the world called Midas Rachel. And the same thing with Leia. So the, what the Tells of is saying, that Aaron function on two levels. There's Aaron Akayin, the mensch, and he did XY as opposed to YX. There's Aaron Akayin, represents the, the idea of Aaron Akayin and the Torah. And that Aaron Akayin and the Torah, there's both the ways to understand what, what that means. And they're all true. So this physical Aaron Akayin did not do what the representat- representation? He did one way, but, but the, the, the level of representation. And well, once he represents, and the represent, there's different way, ways to interpret the re- what, what the representation is. But Moshe Rabbeinu was there. Moshe Rabbeinu should have told him, it's like that up there, do it like that here too. That's what he told them. Yeah, but there's no way to understand. Like both ways are, are up there. Oh, both ways are up there. That's Kim Chaim. That's what we, we, we understand that there's multiple ways that the interpreter both are Emmas. How that works, that's, that, that's, that's in all the, another the conversation. 
So that's why I always use this piece for Rabbi the router says it's a, it's, a, it's like a map, you know, the dot represents something bigger in Shema. You know, b- bigger, you know, so the Torah, as much as the Torah is a story, and it's a real life story, but it's a real life story which is also muscle to something. So I like, I, I like using my, you know, my, uh, my, muscle, my muscle to be mouthed with the muscle of Rabbi Kelzer. So he says, compares it to a map. So, um, so I thought of like uh, a few points, it's more than meets the eye, obviously, right? The map represents much more than it is. You need a key to understand it. Like, what does this dot mean, right? Um, you need to, how to learn how to read a map. You need you need to set the map up in the right direction. Uh-huh. Um, the, it, it gives you an understanding of an area, and a map represents the plan. We talk about a map in the sense of not just you know, you know, I map out a plan, right? So, the, so a lot of these things are true about Torah. You know, I think but once you compare it to a map, this is the needs to be oriented correctly. Is a point which comes to mind. I don't necessarily think about that point, but just like you got to hold the map in the right direction. Torah is a map. It's got to be held. It's got to be. You got to work with it in the right direction. Um, obviously, you need a key to understand it. That was that was like you know some of the things I played with, and uh, so just you want to look through like Taurus compared to a Kawa, Taurus compared to Shaman. So actually, the Medrash says that Taurus compared to five liquids. It's compared to the word Chadashim. So Chadashim is Cholov, Dvash, Shaman, Yayin, Mayim. So there, we know there's seven mashkas. The two other mashkas, you know, are tau, which really is included in mayim, and dam. So it's not compared to dam anywhere. So saying, but that's so yad shachadam. Interesting, right? Um, take the two out. Torah compared to Aish and to or, you know, which may be the two different topics compared to drash. There's a measure says the Torah compared to to a ball. So there's a Tesis in Sukkah, Tesis in Sukkah quotes a Medrash, a Psikta, which says, it says, Kedarbanois, well, it's Lashon of Pasuk Lerin Kehelis. So Chazal say, Kedarbanois is like Kedarbanois, Shabonish, Azorka, Zulazu. It used to be the girls used to play ball, not boys. Tesor is also Nizrik Mi Pal Pat. If the throw, that's what I would throw. Wrong throw. O W. Um, you have to prepare to catch it. You have to practice. Um, make sure you ca- catch it directly. You don't catch it on the bump because it hits the bump on the on the ground. It, it, sometimes it goes off a different direction than you want it to. And there's a back and forth, like a rebbe to a talmud, a talmud to a rebbe. I, 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 just, I just found this matters now. That's just, very cool. Yeah. Like, you know, that was a cool one. And then on the next page, there's a matter compared to Tarot to Samar Pishtim, Tarugas Abosim, to Salt, to Machayim, to Ta'ena, to an Isha Taiva, Eitzchayim, to a tree. I didn't write down, there's a tree. Like so many of the things which the with Tarot is compared to. And I guess the point, each one, there's something which it adds, something to think about. Um, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.